Seoul, Korea. His name is Nam Suk Byun. Nam Suk Byun, and maybe you've heard of him. He's known as Rocky Byun, and he's a soul-based artist who takes his balancing art to the extreme. The things that he's able to do. He can balance any object like rocks, eggs, vases, teapots, timber, people sitting in chairs, washing machines, electric gadgets, small vehicles, and more. And his secret is finding the center of gravity in those balancing acts of the things that he does in those situations. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you've seen him on YouTube or whatever it may be. But his stuff is phenomenal. What you need to do is ask the Lord if he wants you to continue to sacrifice for them. Or, or maybe perhaps set boundaries in that relationship. Jesus did that. Do you know that Jesus set boundaries as he sacrificed his schedule for others by stopping whatever he was doing? Yes, he he helped people when they inconvenienced him. That was typical of Jesus. He helped those that were blind. He helped those that were dying. He helped those that were sick. He helped those that that, um, he needed to love. He would minister to children and, and sinners. But then there were times he set healthy limits. He set healthy limits, and, and we read about it in Luke chapter 5, and Jesus had just healed someone of leprosy, and we read about it in verses 12 through 16, and you can turn your, your Bible, because uh, that's the, te- the text that we're looking at, but in Luke 5, 12 uh, through 16, it says this, while he was in one of the cities, behold, there was a man covered with leprosy, and when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And he reached out with his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. This is Jesus. I love that, that Jesus touched him. Because, you see, when you have leprosy, no one wants to touch you. But Jesus knew before there was a spiritual uh, healing, there was a physical need. And that's so typical of Jesus. I love that. He reached out with his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he ordered him to tell no one. He said, don't tell anyone about this. I mean, talk about not wanting to grow a church. You know, I mean, he could have grown the kingdom significantly, but he ordered him to say no to no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But the news about him was spreading even further and large crowds were gathered to him to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Are you surprised by what Jesus did by setting boundaries? Think about that, friends, on his interaction with Instead of rescuing everyone's needs, Jesus went away. He withdrew and he prayed. How many of you have maybe gone to Disneyland or Magic Mountain or someplace and you were getting ready to get on the ride and you were waiting in the line for two or three hours and right when you were like maybe ten people ahead or or, or behind, they closed the, the ride. How many of you just were like, yeah, that's exciting. I just wasted two and a half hours of my life, and I didn't get to ride the ride that I wanted to. Think about those people who came from far and, and all sorts. Maybe, maybe you were the third person in line, and you saw Jesus, and you're like, I'm going to get healed today. I'm gonna, I won't be able to do this. And then he leaves. How would you have felt? Can you imagine being the next person or two people in line to be healed, and Jesus decides to leave you? But what happened? But what would happen if Jesus had not set boundaries? Think about it, friends. Jesus was fully God. We know that, but he was also fully human. But Jesus knew a particular important principle. And if you want to write this down, I would encourage you to do this. If we don't take care of ourselves, we'll eventually have nothing to give others. It's the truth. Responding to every want or need might seem like love, but if that person is running on empty, let me just tell you this, friends. You're bringing fumes into that relationship, and that relationship won't last forever. How many of you just love driving on E? 
You just love taking that Russian roulette and just take, taking, you know, how much further you can go. No, when we see that light come on in our car, that little gas symbol with the little, you know, hose and all that stuff, we don't just keep driving. We're like, I got to find a, gro- I got to find a gas station, you know, and you got it. You got to fill the, your tank. Some people are incredibly good at sacrificing for this. There's people in this room that you, so that he can maintain thriving and healthy relationships despite those difficult situations he faced with other people. You see, Jesus also taught examples of boundaries when he showed us how we should pray. He taught us how to pray. He taught us how to be honest. He taught us how to be direct with people. In Matthew 5, 30, they're going to hate the one and love the other, or they will be devoted to one and despise the other. Jesus taught us how to please God more than people. And the list of what Jesus taught us in the scriptures goes on and on and on and on and on. Jesus understood the importance of developing healthy boundaries, not to hurt us, but to help us and to protect us from burnout. Now, maybe you've seen a certain signs that say do not cross in your lifetime or do not trespass or no trespassing or whatever it may be or or maybe you know when we see those signs of do not cross or our parents say no cookies from the cookie jar our instinct is automatically to disobey what they tell us what to do and and we take a risk and we cross the line and we steal some cookies just to satisfy our nature and our need in that moment or or think about a body of water Maybe you've lived near a river or maybe a lake or wherever it may have been. And, and, and you see that body of water in the river. And, the, and if the waters that surround a river begin to overflow from the boundaries that, that surround them, devastation can happen. If that water recedes the boundaries and starts going into backyards and all of a sudden into homes and roads and stores, it can cause a lot of damage. It can, it can cause a lot of things. And boundaries are made for a reason, and that is to protect someone. That is to protect something. And church, remember this. Sometimes before we time, there may be me time. (laughs) You need to isolate yourself. You need to withdraw. And just because you set boundaries, here's another thing you might want to write down. down. Just because you set boundaries doesn't mean you don't love people. Just because you set boundaries doesn't. Jesus had compassion. He loved people. He cared for them. But could you imagine being that third person in the line and he left? He withdrew himself. I don't know if you'd want to follow him. I don't know if you'd give him a time of day or whatever. But we need to remember that our lives are a gift from God. When Audrey called me and told me what had happened, it made me realize that life is a gift. You're, you're given the gift of life. We're given the gift of life. And it's a gift from God. And just like a manager takes care of a store for the owner, we're to do the same thing with our lives. We really are. Now, there's a difference between selfishness and stewardship. If you think about it, and if, and if we don't have boundaries, that can cause us to mismanage our lives and, and our times and our relationship with God, those that we love, or even with ourselves. But why don't we set boundaries? Think about that. Why? No, well, some people think if they set boundaries that, that people will hurt them, that people will talk behind their back or do all sorts of stuff. But people who respect our boundaries will love your will. They'll love your opinion and your separateness in that moment. And let me tell you something, friends. Those that don't respect your boundaries are telling you that they don't love your no, but only your yes. That's all they care for. And your compliance. Boundaries are a limitless test for the quality of our relationships. And not, well, some other people think that boundaries mean that you're angry with someone. Well, he doesn't talk to me or she doesn't want anything to do with me. But the more biblical our boundaries are, the less anger you'll experience in your relationships. People with healthy boundaries are the least angry people in the world. Have you ever noticed that? You look at some people in your your life and you're like, man, how do they do it? Because maybe they've set some boundaries. I don't know. 
James Dobson once said that overcommitment, listen to this, overcommitment and exhaustion are the insidious and pervasive marriage killers you will ever encounter as a couple. Think about that. The average couple spends less than three minutes of meaningful conversation a day. Three minutes, according to the National Survey of Married Couples. Let me just say, friends, that's no bueno. That's not good. And if we don't set boundaries, this is what will happen. This is what busyness will do in your relationships, uh, especially those that you love, like your spouse or your children or whoever it may be. Busyness robs you of having fun. Think about that. We get so busy, and here's the thing is we, we see what other people are doing, and we're thinking, man, why can't I be like that? Why can't I have fun? Because busyness robs you. Busyness will eventually corrupt your conversations. You'll be grouchy. You'll be irritable. Busyness, if you're married, can deplete your love life. Think about that. And busyness will erode your relationship with Jesus if we're not careful. So as I wrap this up, I want to give you three practical essentials on developing boundaries, healthy boundaries in your life. Because you see, friends, the first thing that I want you to understand is boundaries are not means of punishment. They're means of protection. You remember the river? The boundaries that hold up that, that, that water from going all over the place. But as soon as the water recedes or the waters get high, it can get messy. It's not about punishment. It's about protection. And, and a lot of times we don't think about that. And the best way to set boundaries is you've got to communicate it to someone. But you got to make sure that when you, you communicate it that you're not mean or selfish because that's usually what we do. And I'm guilty as charged. I can push buttons or I can try to, oh, you know, I'm just joking. But, but all of us in those situations have to communicate your boundaries, not out of anger or frustration because that's how you punish someone if you think about it. But rather explain the, the why to help them to understand because we're all wired different. Some of us, we get recharged by being with many. Some of us, we get recharged by being with few or with no one. And that doesn't make that one wrong or one right. That just makes us different. Another thing to remember is that boundaries help you from serving leftovers to those that you love or care for. It, how many of you love, love, love leftovers? I mean, maybe you went to a restaurant and you got leftovers. But how many of you want to have leftovers every day? No one wants to have leftovers every day. We want something fresh. We want something that's prepared from scratch or whatever it may be. And, and, and they cause you to slow down. Boundaries cause you to slow down and examine what is important to you. And they protect you from emotional burnout. Another essential to remember is to create boundaries before things get messy. You know, if you and I make convictions in our lives for whatever it may be, whether it's what we watch, what we listen to, who we hang with, or, or whatever it may be, you know, if, if we make those boundaries right at that line, you're going to cross it immediately. But if that line's right there and you're way back there and you make that decision, you, you're creating a boundary in your heart, in your life, and you're creating that before things get really messy. You see, the earlier you set boundaries in a relationship, the better that relationship will be. Because the longer you wait, things will get messier. Things will get uglier by the minute. And people who set boundaries determine what is essential rather than what is trivial in their circumstance. They spend more time doing what is essential in their relationship rather than doing the trivial things in life. Let me just say this, friends. If you and I don't create boundaries, you won't have the mental, you won't have the emotional, you won't have the physical strength to give your best to anyone. You won't. I won't. Don't go through life just trying to survive or just trying to exist that's not why we're here on this earth. God didn't create you to burn out in your relationships with others. He made you and I for a mission. You have a purpose. Everyone say, I have a purpose. You have a purpose in life. 
You have a mission, and, 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 and that is to have meaningful relationships. Don't settle for second best. Don't waste your life, but rather choose to create boundaries before things get messy for yourself and those you love. And the last thing is this. Another essential to remember is when boundaries are made, resist the need to apologize for them. Oh, we're so good at that. We're so good at apologizing for something that we've set up. The number one reason that, that, that people uh, don't set boundaries is because they think if they do, they're being selfish. How many of you have ever done that? Man, if I tell this person that, I'm, they're going to think I'm selfish. They're going to think I don't care for them or whatever it might be. But appropriate boundaries increase our ability to care for others even more. People with highly developed boundaries are the most caring people on earth. Look at the life of Jesus. You don't have to be negative about it. People might test you. People might push the envelope. People, but just stay the course in a loving and a gentle way. Don't back down from your boundaries. Be open to what the Lord might want you to do, of course. I could have said to myself, well, I got to prepare for this memorial. I can't, I can't go talk to Audrey. But you know what? I knew that's where I needed to be. I knew I needed to go to her house. I knew I needed to minister to her in that time of loss. And all of us have to be flexible. Don't go home and when your spouse asks you to do something, well, Pastor Troy said, I got to set boundaries. <laughs> you're going to sit on the couch. You're going to sleep on the couch if you ain't careful. I can't do that. I hate confrontation. And boundaries seem to require me to confront people, whatever it may be. The bottom line is you you. Think about that, friends. It comes down to those two simple things. What is more uncomfortable for you to communicate your boundaries or letting people control your life and your schedule? Only you know the answer to that. See, we need to remember our relationship to God and protect ourselves with godly boundaries. So we're available for people when they really need us, not just those who we think might need us. As I close, the scripture says in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, it says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. If Jesus lived with boundaries, then you and I should do the same so that we can love others more efficiently and effectively. And that's hard to do because we're all manipulated in our minds by the enemy or by our flesh. But we've got to learn to do those things. So let me ask you an honest question. Are you good at setting good balanced boundaries for yourself? Think about that. Perhaps you need to think where you should be sacrificing for others. Maybe you're too much on the, the limits and boundaries side and there's no love, there's no serving. Or maybe you've got all these boundaries or, and you're not, you're not loving others or maybe vice versa, you're loving others but you're not setting boundaries for yourself. Only you know the, the, the answer to that question. Here's some questions to help you determine what you should do or shouldn't do. Number one is this. When you're developing boundaries or you have boundaries, am I responding what others need based on guilt, obligation, or shame? Only you know the answer to that question. Am I responding to what others need based on guilt, obligation, or shame? The second thing is this. Am I willing to add one more thing to my life? And are you the best person to help that person or those persons who need something from me? Maybe you're not. Maybe they need professional counseling or they need this or that. I don't know what it may be. Number three is, can you really bring a solution to that person's problem? Are your motives pure? Is your attitude in the right place? We can't let others consume us to the point that we neglect what is important in our own lives. So as every head is bowed and eyes are closed, today, what do you, what, what do you, what do, you do? Do you have any boundaries? Do you need to develop some? 
Perhaps you, you don't sacrifice at all because you, you have so many boundaries. Do you have a balanced life? If not, ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom as you seek Him in the Word. Ask Him to give you discernment on what you should do in that circumstance or in that relationship or don't do. Or perhaps strength to develop a balanced life in your relationship with God and with others today. Only you know the answers to those questions. But wherever you're at, or maybe your life is so unbalanced because you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you don't, you, you, you've been playing uh, games at the foot of the cross and you don't have a relationship, but you've just had a religious experience. If you're able to at this moment, would you stand? And as you stand right now and you reflect on the questions or you think about your life or you think about the business of your life or you think about your schedule or you think about love and limits and you think about all those things and you want to see your relationships go from good to great or you want to see them thrive and not survive, ask yourself right now, just say, Holy Spirit, examine my heart, examine my mind. Show me what I need to work on. The Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And maybe you've been living under guilt. You've been living under shame. You've been, you've been listening to the voice of the enemy more than the voice of the Holy Spirit. And today you're saying, God, give me a balanced life in my relationship with you and my relationship with others. Jesus, help each of us to determine when to sacrifice for the needs of others and when we need to create healthy boundaries to protect ourselves. Father, may we be driven by the Holy Spirit for wisdom, for discernment, see our relationships with others thrive. Father, show us how we can love like Jesus did. Help us not to be led by our flesh. Help us not to be led by our selfishness or by what others want or whether they make us feel guilty or they try to manipulate us in doing what they want or whatever it may be. But Lord, help us to have biblical convictions, to stand firm in our values, in our hearts, in our lives, Lord Jesus. God, help us to be as wise as a serpent, as gentle as a dove. Maybe it's someone that we work with. Lord, maybe it's, a, it's someone in our home. I don't know what it may be. But God, teach us today. And if we don't know, help us to find someone that we look at and respect and say, hey, you know what? They look like they got boundaries. How do you do this and this? How do you do that? Just learn. So, Father, we want to learn from you right now because you are our cornerstone. There's none like you. And so, Father, as we worship you right now, in spirit and in truth and in reality and love, Lord, may all those things that surround us, God, or whatever it is that we're dealing with, God, just be put aside right now. And let us withdraw and worship you. Let us praise you. Let us magnify your name. 